Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast, in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. I always mess up that word. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media uh, at No Clutch Nate. Oh, so, uh, I take it away, uh, Sam. Uh, I just go. Okay. All yes, right. Uh, yeah. My name is Sam Gash, and you can find me on Blue Sky at Sam Gash, S A M G A S C H, or on Instagram at Ideal Remake. Awesome. You know, we, we, I feel like we always try to um, best explain things to people before we hit record. But the one thing that we will always forget is to actually tell people, like, Hey, you just like start talking once there's a lull, just go for it, you know? And I feel like <laughs> we've been doing this for years, you know? Yeah. And you would think that we would actually have like a set spiel to tell guests to say, you know, hey, this is when you do it. But, you know, I, I always it's better <laughs> when we feel it out. I always think I've prepped people enough, like, here are the minutes. This is what we're talking about. And, and, <laughs> and I always forget this part of like, after we introduce ourselves, don't introduce yourself, and yeah. I just feel very bad about that. Yeah, so, now I feel like an a-hole, because it's like, oh, yeah, did you, what do you not know? It's like, no, yeah, you obviously don't know what to do, because we never told you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everyone's uh, different. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, no that's no for us to apologize. You need to Sam, apologize. you, yeah. and I totally said this before the we started recording, too. I was like, Sam, you're a veteran at this, and <laughs> I feel so bad I didn't prep you enough, so that's my fault. Uh, and, and how fitting for today's minute where the Justice League is preparing for this thing, so they're having a, a team meeting. and uh, That's pro podcasting right there. Yeah, yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's a failure on our part for the prep work. But, Sam, no stranger to the movies by minutes, and you have a podcast in dueling genre called Ideal Remake as well. And so, Woo. yes, and so, so glad to have you here to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League with us today. Um, I hope you're excited just as much as we are to talk about it. Um, but yes, um, Ideal Remake is a, is a show I really love to, to listen to on dueling genre. I love, you know, there's so many movies I, I personally have never heard of, but I see you, um, kind of uh talk about whether the movie has been rebooted once before or like movies that are due for a reboot um and you know this was kind of fitting as we as we talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League um more recently in um uh, not your current season of films but in previous you've talked about a DC cinematic universe reboot and we know that that's currently happening uh for these movies but um, yeah, you did a whole episode. It had um, Scott Corelli, uh, Andrew Dorowski, and Adam Sheehan from TMNT Minute. And yeah, it was it was a very big episode for you guys, in which you talked about uh, what would you like to see in a remake of of DC movies. You know, where do you want it to start? And there's just a lot of ideas bouncing around the place. So um yeah I, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your show and a little bit about that episode yeah that episode was my season five finale i just wrapped up season six uh and basically the premise of the podcast is that we take movies that have been will be or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be and as the season five finale because of the james gunn of it all and figuring out what's going on with the dc universe or the, just the dc slate of movies um, we're trying to figure out, hey, we're all we're all fans of superheroes. What if we were to start 
a series of DC movies over, how would we do that? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fun. It was fun coming. I think we had like, of from the four of us, we had seven, eight different pitches of like, okay, what's our starting point to start making DC movies, like a shared DC movie, whatever. And that, it, it was a lot of fun. And like, cause normally I talk about like, some of the movies I talked about this last season were uh, 1993's The Freshman, which is a Matthew Broderick, Marlon Brando movie where Marlon Brando is basically reprising his role as the Godfather. I talked about, uh, oh no, I'm like, oh, Michael Douglas's The Game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did, uh, it happened one night, which is like the first ever, like, not slapstick comedy, uh, screwball comedy. Mm, and just a bunch of other like weird movies like that and then i ended the season with it's a mad 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 world uh Mm -hmm. with my friend michelle who's uh, a a horror director out of south carolina and i don't know it's fun i get to talk about a whole bunch of different movies and as you say like i get to watch movies that i otherwise wouldn't necessarily watch or or get to in the case of mad 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 world watch movies i get to rewatch again Mm -hmm. and as someone who loves movies but doesn't I hadn't seen as many of them as I, I wish I, I had. This is a way to A, hang out with friends and B, talk about things that we love. And then, you know, improve them. Hopefully, maybe, <laughs> sometimes. You don't know. Not always. Yeah. No, d- definitely a very interesting episode, the DC remake one, because everyone ha- was coming from a different uh, angle of it. You know, there's there are those who, um, you know, just grew up with DC comics and they love it to death. And then there's some who, you know, just haven't seen these movies. You know, there's Mm -hmm. some people who just, they've, they've heard uh, kind of the criticism about this DC cinematic universe. So they, they almost have like no attachment to it. And so to come in and and to give that idea as well, it was very interesting seeing a lot of different angles, um, but also like so much passion for it as well. Like all the characters that are in it, it's just, how do we, um juggle all of these characters and bring it into a cinematic universe that is fulfilling but also uh, i guess fulfilling for people's passion but also fulfilling for the uh the box office as well like how do you become attractive again because i think this cinematic universe the dc cinematic universe um is always trying to garner attraction that it doesn't quite receive because of you know the, the criticism of these films and the Marvel uh, comp- competition. And so um, it always seems like Warner Brothers is trying really hard to make these movies attractive to its current general audience. And so... Yeah. Um, and, and Warner Brothers is bad at just so many things, including that. <laughs> um, but like, it's it's this incredible paradox of it's both known and unknown in that, I, to be fair, these movies have been seen by quite a few people, lots of people. But mm-hmm. like, there's also lots of people who haven't. And but a lot of people who haven't seen these movies are still super familiar with the characters from every other iteration. Like certainly for me, I grew up with like the the Bruce Tim animated universe, and I loved it. I've got it all on DVD sitting in on my shelf over here. And when I did my my particular pitch for uh, the ideal remake thing last year, I guess two years ago now, um, my pitch was based around John Stewart. And mm-hmm. like my pitch had been, we have, there is a justice league, but then the Thanagarian invasion happens and they all get, uh, blasted off someplace else. And basically how Jordan and Jon Stewart are the only ones left. And then they get Hawkgirl, Shaira Hall, 
And then those three basically team up to take out uh, the Thanagarians, and then they have to go and basically recollect the Justice League as if they were Infinity Stones. And that's kind of how I pitch the the world-hopping multiverse of starting a broad, broader story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it definitely feels like it's influenced from you know, just like your your history with the Justice League animated series and all mm-hmm. that, because those were kind of core characters that they introduced into that animated series. Um, you know, Hawkgirl and Martian Manhunter, which um, in, like it really popularized those characters and oh, it set up sure. like that that Justice League Unlimited uh, spinoff as well or spiritual successor, I should say. Um, it's a sequel series. Yeah, it's sequel Justice series. League Justice League Unlimited. Exactly. Sorry, that's that's the correct terminology. Um, <laughs> and then so today we're talking about minute one eighty six, which is going to start with like Queen Hippolyta. You know, she's reacting to this kind of sonic boom that is uh, the Unity, which is Steppenwolf. At this point in the film, he's gotten all three mother boxes. They're starting to synchronize and um, connect to each other to create this Unity. Um, and so the entire world is going to start reacting. And so that's where I wanted to to lead into this is like we're talking about the Justice League, but we're also talking about this world that's kind of already established in this cinematic universe. And so you'll start to see all these characters reacting and they're all from different corners of the DC cinematic universe so far with Queen Hippolyta. And then we'll look at Atlantis where Mera and Volko are. And then we'll even look at Alfred Pennyworth who's Batman's butler. And so you'll see all these different corners of the cinematic universe. But before we get into that, let's, get your final thoughts sam on your thoughts about the dc cinematic universe as it currently is up until this point i mean it's hard to have a thought about something that doesn't currently exist like that's the whole thing right like we don't know what the dc like what the slate of dc movies is going to be so we it's hard to have an opinion about something that that doesn't exist yet like like I grew You're not up wrong. Yeah, I, I grew up with DC characters. Like I love DC characters, and so I'm excited to see what happens with them. Um I I will admit that the, uh the Zack Snyder brand of DC characters isn't necessarily my cup of tea, but as someone who loves cartoons, I want bright, colorful, dynamic characters as opposed to standing around in a circle looking at a hologram that doesn't exist. Um <laughs> I, 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 I want I, I I want comic booky like super colorful car- like not even comic booky I just want like cartoons and if it has to be a live action cartoon so be it and so I I don't know what James Gunn is going to do with it but like if Guardians of the Galaxy is any indicator like he likes making bright colorful wacky stories and if that's what we're heading towards great I'd love to see Martian Manhunter trip on a banana peel and and fall into oh, yeah. the pie that uh Hawkgirl was eating. That sounds amazing. Sign me up for that, honestly. Like I'll I want to see that too. Um so was really quick, was the Suicide Squad um colorful enough? <laughs> Which so Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad? The, the Suicide with Squad. The, 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 the James Gunn one. Um just uh- I enjoyed that uh, movie. Honestly. It was it was fun. Okay. But like okay. it, it was it was goofy and weird. And it's like okay. you get to the point I mean, can I do spoilers for that movie? Yeah, by all means. Oh okay. yeah. That's yeah. why I you, why you get I to asked. the point and you realize that the big bad is Starro and you're just like, yeah. Hell yeah. 
That's going to be great. And it's a comic book, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah. great, cool. That was, I, I agree with you. I'm And, I'm and you make Starro right the like tragic villain that Starro truly is. Of like, yeah. I just wanted to be in space and you guys took me out of space and now I'm not in space and I'm going to kill everybody because I'm not <laughs> in space. Comic and book. that's Starro. Yeah. No. That's I mean, comic book. We we've talked about it. We've done a review for it. It, it, it. We do think it's a good movie, and I know it's it's hard to be in the camp of like, oh, we like these Zack Snyder movies. It and it doesn't mean that we can't be excited for the other films. You know, everything like, else, everything like. else. Yeah, <laughs> and it's been such a it's been such a like, oh no, but you yeah like. Of this Snyderverse crowd. And it's like, no, not It's nothing. like, no, hey, pump, well, it's, pump your brakes. It's what the, are you doing? It's I the, like them all. It's the Hayden Panatera meme, right? It's the Hayden Panatera meme about Star Wars. Of oh the, it's, it's the meme where he goes, I liked original Star Wars. I like the prequel trilogy. I like the sequel trilogy. It's all Star Wars and I like Star Wars. It's all Star Wars and I like Star Wars. It's like that. It's that true. Meme. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally what it is. It's, I mean, that's what, in my opinion, what fandom is. And then you, you know, you take that fandom to a couple more levels, and you, you, you get things like this podcast that we've been doing for however many years. You know, <laughs> yeah. what even yes. is time? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but how have the other, uh, the other movies that have come out recently? Is that something you keep up with, like uh, Blue Beetle and Shazam and Aquaman? Are those movies? Or I guess even the Flash is that something that's is it at least getting into the direction that you'd like to see these movies go? I mean, I've been picking and choosing, but I've also been forgetting. Like Blue Beetle came out this summer, and You're I know it's available <laughs> on streaming, and I genuinely want to see Blue Beetle. Like it was on my list then; it's on my list now. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have time, and it was in theaters because I was like doing strike stuff and a bunch of other things going on oh, just yes, in my of life. And then, like, I know it's on streaming now, and like I haven't seen the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie yet either. And it's not because I don't want to see it. It's because every time I sit down and I, I finally find myself with an evening where I don't have anything to do. And all of a sudden, I'm like, my brain draws a complete blank as to the things that and like, I should keep a list. But then I, I have to remember to make a list. So it's a whole. And then it turns into work. And then you're like, well, I don't want to do the work. Yeah. I want to turn off. Yeah. There's there's been a, a, a conversation recently. And um, I forget which directors said this in a quote but it it kind of mirrors how i feel and I, I think a lot of people feel the same way where it's like once they have the time to watch something it's like oh i just want to watch something like like brain dead like i just want to watch like kitchen nightmares or something instead of watching like andor which is like highly taxing on my mind and like very Look, powerful movement it's like i don't Taskmaster is one of the greatest shows in existence and if it means you have to re-watch season four five six seven and eight over and over again just to really get a sense of what taskmaster is truly about i support you and am one of you <laughs> yeah it, it there's just a, something lately where it's like i don't think i can watch anything heavy uh lately when i have the time for it. and i think that's another thing where some of these DC movies, not to say that Blue Beetle is heavy, but it's just like, if I have the time to sit down and watch a movie and it's on a streaming service, there's a lot to pick and choose from. There's a lot of TV shows I'm like given to like, oh, you ha- this has to be on your plate to watch. And I'm like, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll get to it one day. Um, and so, but anyways, yeah, it, it, it's so, um, it's Going also one to- of the downsides to streaming of you have this the the uh permanent accessibility means that there is no sense of urgency. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I like that. 
Very like, well said. If you need to see it in theaters before it goes away, got to see it in theaters before it goes away. But if it's like, eh, I know it'll be on streaming forever in a couple of months. I, I have, there's nothing, there's no rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with, with so many different uh, platforms and people with different logins and, you know, it's like if the movie goes off of Netflix, but then ends up on HBO Max, it's like you're not really losing out if it's just changing from one platform to the other. So you always have some sort of accessibility to it. Exactly. Um, this movie being one that went straight to streaming, uh, <laughs> I think this this had a sense of urgency for a lot of us because it, it was something that a lot of people were either asking for or they weren't asking for, but it, then it, it ended up existing. So a lot of people ended up seeing it. Um have you seen the original version of Justice League? I have not seen either version of Justice League, and I didn't see Batman vs. Superman either. Ah, interesting, interesting. Um, I did. I saw both Suicide Squads. I saw the first Aquaman. I Has the second one come out? Yeah, the second one came out. The second right? one's out currently. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, have, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, I pick and choose, and just like if, I'm, if it, like, an opportunity comes up to see the movie, I've seen it. But like, yeah, no, it hasn't really. I haven't seen them sorry no no it's all good no it's very very interesting so i've watched young justice a bunch yeah young Young justice is awesome okay yeah yeah welcome (laughs) to the yeah that hey that that that's a that's a serious show that's a show that uh is takes the more serious route from teen titans and says what if it's only this part you can have just as big of a podcast about that show and like uh, whole discussions on yeah, so many aspects Especially, of that entire series. Yeah, Young Justice season four, right? Is that the one where like the White Martians and there's like the terrorist attack and yes, yes, yeah. wow, yeah, it, it gets really heavy that show. Um, but I also really enjoy those teenagers growing up and going through what they go through. It's very entertaining for me. But and then we um, abandon them and go talk to different teenagers. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> a whole other group. Um, so in this minute here, this kind of being are, are you seeing these minutes without any context is that what I- well no like i know what's going on like i i'm not i'm nerd enough to know what happens in these movies like regardless of whether or not i've seen the movies <laughs> i know what happens in the movies so like my like, oh, get it they're, yeah they're gonna yeah. they're gonna go fight a, a person who wasn't allowed to be dark side yeah 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 so uh, i mean wolf you know creepy melty man from the tv show <laughs> yes exactly yeah it's a it's a kind of an exposition minute here that we have uh and it's an exposition five minutes yeah yeah okay yeah technically um but yeah so exposition week baby yeah exposition (laughs) week um so yeah queen of politics here in the beginning from in themiscara and then we'll have Volko and mara um but let me kick it off to you guys. Like, what are your what are your thoughts about these minutes? I mean, is it working for you? Like, uh, of how it's orchestrated to show this kind of uh, impending doom echo around the planet, or is it is it? Um... It gets its point across. Um, you know, it's good to see that uh, the stakes that the the warriors of Earth that were tasked to protect the mother boxes. It's good to see them again. Um, and knowing that they, at least the, uh, the, the Amazon, the Amazons and the, uh, Atlanteans failed in their task to, uh, keep the mother boxes protected. It's good to see that they're actually having a reaction, uh, on screen. 
for the thing that they were trying to protect and stop, you know? Mm. Um, it's kind of out of their hands. I don't remember. I feel like I said it last week, and I was only talking about what, the stuff on Themyscira and, like, them hearing the unity. I feel like I remember saying something about the Atlanteans, uh, like, them not even bothering with the Atlanteans hearing the unity, and I couldn't have been way more wrong. I could have just no, no, waited no, a couple I, more minutes. <laughs> yeah, if I remember correctly, I mean, we talked about, like, how how heavily fortified the mother box of Themyscira was. Yeah. But then we talked about how what the Atlanteans were doing. They just kind of was like, well, as, le- as long as it's underwater, it should be fine. And then it was like, that's not enough. Like, he came in and took the box and left uh, in, like, one minute. And so that was a failure on their part. But here you do see them kind of, like, reacting to, well, there's, it's kind of out of our hands at this point. We failed as protectors of this. But um, I think as well... Not not to dive too far into it, but, you know, everyone on Themyscira was so on board of protecting this mother box. There's a lot of artifacts in Themyscira that they are all in agreement to protect because they're all very united, the, the, the Amazons. But from what we gathered from the Atlanteans was that Volko understands this idea of King Arthur uh, being king and, um, you know, taking up his, his mother's trident. And and protecting this box and stuff, and it seems like um, um, Orm is just like doesn't care about that. He just wants his rule, and that's it. And he doesn't care about the mother box, so that's why it's like in this abandoned outpost, like being guarded by this secret team. So there's, I think that's kind of why like they they fail on their parts because they don't take it seriously anymore. Um, but yeah, not to get too far into the lore of it, but. Sam, as far as the movie orchestrates itself, and so we have here with the, you know, the we have the Amazon's world, the Atlanteans, and then Alfred representing man's world, and then we come to the Justice League in this ship as they try to talk about what's going to happen. Um, I know we talked about needing some more color, some more fun in this um, cinematic universe, at least, in, in, in movies that are about the Justice League, um, but is any of it working for you as uh, a story i mean the problem with this entire minute mm-hmm. unfortunately is that literally everyone is standing and looking that's the entire minute mm-hmm. um hippolyta is clearly standing on the stage at her local community theater oh, i love it <laughs> uh the, um, Willem Dafoe is standing under a, a love is standing near a lovely waterfall. Like none of them are doing anything. None of them are like none of them are standing in front of like the broken safe that the the cube that the mother box was in. The only right. one, literally the only action anyone takes is Alfred pours himself a drink. Uh. That's it. <laughs> Everyone else is standing around looking. Like in terms of, unfortunately, this is a direction problem. Like eat like Steppenwolf is just like hey, I'm just sure watching these cubes do their thing. Like our heroes aren't doing anything, and theoretically, if for like if we wanted a dynamic, interesting scene, what you need is you need the same information. They can be saying the exact same words, but they need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. Aquaman needs to be sharpening his spear. Uh, Cyborg yeah. needs to be like uh, fixing the programming in his arm. Barry needs to be staying. I don't know. Am I allowed to swear? Stretching. Go for it. 
like, needs to be eating. Is yeah, what he needs to be go. doing. <laughs> um, eating, stretching, that kind of thing. Preparing Wonder Woman themselves. should be bandaging a wound. Batman should be flying his ship. <laughs> yeah. And literally all of them could be like doing their different things, getting that ready for battle in their different ways. And like having this communication, like across, like it could take the same amount of time, but just something to establish that they are in fact real people doing real things and acknowledge what they're about going to have to do. You can even have the same floating graphic and they can be like, yes, uh, Bruce, we know, we know the plan. And Bruce is like, we'll know the plan when we see the plan, uh, whenever we close our eyes, fine, whatever. Um, and like, and, and for, uh, uh, Amazonia for Atlantis, like give us a sense of the stakes of what happened. Like theoretically there were huge, massive battles. And if you're going to be constructing some sort of blanket CG background behind them, show us the damage, show us the, the cost of the casualties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I. Heck, show us one of the statues from the first Wonder Woman movie broken in half because a parademon uh, uh, did it. Or, hell, show Hippolyta snapping, like, like killing a parademon and because that's what was left behind that was assaulting Amazon- uh, Amazonia. Like, I know they don't need... Or Themyscira, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know they don't need... to. The parademons don't need to be there anymore, but they're parademons. Yeah. No, no, I, 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 I like. I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah. It could even have been like voiceover, you know, talking about the plan while you switch quick cuts to everybody doing their own thing at different parts of the ship, and it's like, okay, we're ready for battle, you know? Yeah. It's it's one of my notes for this minute that I have written down is like, is it cool enough? And what I mean by enough is like, no. <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> that was what I was trying to to garner, and 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 um. You know, Zack Snyder is always like some. A lot of people say it's it's style over substance, and in these minutes and in some of the minutes that we've talked about in, in Zack Snyder, no, no matter how much we at the end of the day we'll say like, oh, we like his movies, we like the the work he's done, and we like Batman v Superman a lot. Um, some of the minutes they're not as cool as I think he thinks they are, and. I think this is one of the minutes where it's like everyone's in their suit. We we talked about when they were at the Batcave and they were all doing something. We we had a scene where Barry Allen was eating, but they were talking about something and, and Cyborg was like fixing on something. And then Wonder Woman's like pointing at screen saying like, we need to go here and this is Pajornov. And it was, you know, this and that. And they were all in their suits, but there was like the actors in their, in their superhero costumes like this minute is doing, which was like, it's so cool to just see them in their costumes and like talking about things, but, like doing things at the same time. And to us, that was interesting. But then here, it's like, it's just kind of looking down. So the camera angle is lower, looking up at them, and then they're all staring at this uh, mother box hologram. And there's there's an argument to be made about the color palette as well. I know a lot of people have talked about, like, you know, these films are too dark just in color, uh, saturation, and whatnot. But um, is it the question that I had written down was like, is it cool enough? Like, is it cool enough to be like, yeah, look at it. It's a comic book, you know, image that were, it, it, but it's like the superheroes are just standing there. Yeah. It's too static. It's yeah. too static. This would be one panel. And I'll tell you what the panel was. And I'll tell you what the panel is. It's a bop, 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 bop. It's right here. That's the panel. 
that's the only static panel that's supposed to be seen, and that's what you're supposed to, you know, in comic, that's it. It's the group standing around just the one shot of the establishing. They're all in this cargo bay area looking at a map. Good, got it. We can move on. We don't have to pan around at every single buddy's face and show, you know, I... I don't I don't know for them to get a paycheck I guess you know that's that's great and all but also it's extremely boring mm-hmm. um it just is you know yes yeah. there's um and and I agree that 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 first shot of the the flying fox this ship with the batmobile there it mm-hmm. it it informs everyone like what this space looks like but there's a lot that's not being used here there's a top shelf of this, <laughs> yeah, of this flying yeah. fox that's not being used whole upper level yeah and, and then mm-hmm. stairs leading up higher to another level yeah which is where i would have put barry yeah it, it's it's we talked about this before and, and it does exist there's a flying fox action figure you know vehicle thing and it opens up and you put all your action figures in there you can it's like when uh i had a star wars thing that was like that too it was like the Millennium falcon it opens up or you know and you have like your little action figures but much like a video game you can break up some of these characters amongst the ship and and play with this set more instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, look at all these toys here, but all my action figures are going to stand here and interact with the one thing that isn't physically there, which is this the hologram. The problem is that we know none of this is real, and so it feels like none of this is real because this is, they're, they're all just standing on a, a green screen or a blue screen or whatever, and the ship is being built around them. It's not mm-hmm. real, so it doesn't feel real. Like, so this set is real, the though. Fi- is it? Okay. Yeah, it this is a real like set. It, it doesn't real... feel like it because they're not interacting with it. Like, even the five <laughs> people standing here, it doesn't feel like cyborg. Like, I, you can tell that uh, Batman, Aquaman, Barry, and Wonder Woman are there, but Cyborg kind of feels like he's not. Like, it feels like he's inserted later. And but I his... know that that's a quality of the CG and whatever, but like... It could be, yeah. And that could be... Uh, there's a lot of light sources here. Obviously, he's it, it's Ray Fisher in, like, this kind of pajama. I mean, he is a light source. Yeah, yeah, he, but it, then you have natural lighting, real lighting that's hitting real suits, and then there's a team that has to like figure out like how much light is hitting him. He's the one that should be freaking out the most. He's never really been in a battle like this, so he, like he should be having like a real breakdown of character, and they should be like, no, no, no you're gonna be okay. You got this. We trust you. Yeah. So at this point, he's uh. He doesn't care about his life so much because his his father had just passed away. Sure. And so he's but, like, I don't that he's in the what was it last week or the week before? He says, I have nothing left to lose. I'm going to do this. And so everyone's kind of like, Whoa, dude, maybe you shouldn't uh, you know, go in so suicidal. And but then at the same time, he's like, I'm the only one who can connect to these boxes, and I feel like I was made for this. And I have to do this because I lost my parents. I need to do this. And so the team is like, this is how we do it. This is We're going to help him connect to this box. Um, then the, if that's the case and, he, and he's going way off the deep end, deep end, deep end, being like, yeah, no, this like, let's go blow me up to do the thing. And everyone should be like, yeah, sure. OK, buddy. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, this kid, this, this kid, this is the kid. All right. If this is the kid, I mean, you're the you, you assembled the team. You said this is the kid. I'll trust you that this is the kid. But are you sure this is the kid? I mean, really, like I know so many other kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh they yeah cyborg is is definitely the one who will be like yeah we're going to um yeah and everyone should be reacting to his intensity like uh, 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 i mean like wonder woman of the 
five of them, Flash and Aquaman should be like, okay, buddy, whatever yes. you say. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and so Aquaman and, and Cyborg just um, recently had that conversation of like, you know, he just lost his father and now he's going to go do this. And um, recently, because Aquaman in this movie has been very kind of um, not participating. And so Flash was like, oh, I thought you didn't care. And he was like, oh, I never said that. But then we realize now that Aquaman isn't non-participating. He's more of just like, I don't like the risk that you take with every mission that you do. Like, I'm more of a defender of this place and I want to protect the Earth. But, you know, risking this person's father and like doing all this other stuff is stuff that I didn't necessarily agree with. I didn't necessarily agree with bringing back Superman and all these other things. So um, he's he's here to protect the planet, but he's not so much of like, I don't agree. It sounds like Aquaman has seen Godzilla minus one. <laughs> oh. Huh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That would be a very good, yeah. So he's like, I don't, I don't agree with sen- sending someone to go kill themselves to, to save the planet. It's not something I agree with. <laughs> Only there was a movie where that was the literal message of the entire movie and you can go see it right now you can go subtitles see it now. in your theaters do you put an ejection seat in that batmobile <laughs> no he would never i don't know right he didn't put an ejection seat in his watchtower as he <laughs> piloted an entire watchtower into the thanagarian base his his ejector seat was superman yeah right it was like now what, what is it? i need a pickup now since i can't fly that would be good Oh, that, that yeah, thing. that's a good one too. That uh, that's a different. Oh, episode, that was even that's... before. That wasn't in in United either. Uh, I think that might have been Unlimited when they have the Unlimited. Yeah, no, that's uh, was that season one of Unlimited. It's like season one, episode four, because that's when they start having all the different people. Yeah, because it started having... out with Green Arrow and Black Canary. Yeah, it's when you start having Doctor Cox as uh, the Atom. It's great. It really is great. I got to tell you something. I uh, thought that um, Justice League Unlimited was a like one-time event, so I made a point to start a VHS recording of that because I think I was like at a yeah. baseball game. And then my <laughs> surprise, I came home and it was only like a thirty-minute episode, and it was like we're gonna be, you know show more next week. And I was like, what? What? Like I was, I thought this was a movie. Anyway, that's anyway. that's amazing. I love that. I mean, um, I also am the age of someone who was like, okay, I don't know that I'm going to be able to watch this, but I know I'm going to want to watch it seven times, so I will yeah. be recording this episode. Yeah. I guarantee you I still have that VHS, like, wherever my box of VHS is kept under a bed somewhere or something. <laughs> I guarantee you I, don't I have still that, have that. But that's amazing. I love yeah. that. Um, One thing I do want to point out about this minute, Mark, um, mm-hmm. is that I kind of always assumed that the uh the little facial expression exchange between Barry and off-screen Diana here I always thought that that was um uh real I thought it was like uh, like that wasn't sp- that was the take we used but that wasn't really supposed to be in there like you're not supposed to be smiling uh at you know it seems as if he's you know I get it like he made a little joke and it's a serious moment. So, like, he looked over at Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's probably giving him the stink eye, like, dude, this is serious right now. And he's like, oh, okay, let me change it up. But also, it looks a lot like Ezra doing the line and then looking to Gal as if, like, 
for approval, kind of. And then it kind of seems like she's like, oh, yeah, you did a great job. I love you. You're such a good kid. I I, I, went, I love okay, you as a person. That that. And then like kind of move on. It's like, OK, well, also remember that cameras are still on. So get back into character. Now, now that you say that, I'm, I'm thinking because I was going to you see hmm, my my note was going to be like, maybe it should keep. Wonder Woman in frame for that? If, and, yeah, exactly. And, That's but, the hardest thing because Wonder Woman's not in frame. I can't tell what the what the indication is. Yeah, and I can t- I see that it's more of like a you know he's cracking a joke, but this isn't a time for a joke, so stop joking. Kind of like switch up, but it seems like the smile is a little bit too genuine for it to be like in the movie. It seems like it's more of an on set thing like he just did the line look over to gal be like yeah they're gonna call cut now right like oh they're not calling cut oh snap okay so i'm still in character yeah part of me was thinking then like oh gal gadot laughs a lot on set so then i was like did they move the camera away because then she'd be like i'm supposed to be really serious but i might laugh any moment now so let's just keep the camera moving um Oh, I was going to say it's like there are character interactions happening here, but this mother box, which we don't need to know that it's doing this unity thing because we have already seen it, you know, with Steppenwolf and, and the minute before. We know it's doing this and it's okay for the Justice League to say it's happening. But with these character interactions happening and this being in the way, it's almost like I'm having to look over it. Like, I'm like, what is Aquaman saying to Batman right now? Like, can you, can you, like, get this out of the way like if you're gonna show the map show the map of you know the attack plan like i get that but this mother box i don't need to see it like just move it out of the way i'm trying to see jason momoa talk to ben affleck like i need to see this so that was my only criticism about that this kind of like more close-up medium shots for the cast is like this is really distracting like no one like this is my, like my brain is trying to focus here, and this thing is in the way. So that was gonna be my my takeaway for that. See, like there's a there's a shot right here, Jason Momoa leaning over, telling Batman this is a load of barnacles, and it's like what what is this box doing? Why just get it out of the way? We're done here. We know it's happening. So um, yeah, it's just they're having um, a bit of ex- exposition here, talking about um, that the unity started. There's this defensive dome that the mother boxes have created as like a defensive uh, physical field over the uh, Pajorna, which is like the DC equivalent of Chernobyl, uh, Pripyat. And they're talking about we have to get in there, get Cyborg there, and then Barry Allen is going to help, you know, uh, Cyborg connect to it. And this minute ends with them then about to explain, okay, how is the Flash actually going to do that? Like, how is he going to help? Um, And then uh, Batman is telling Aquaman, like, how he's going to break through this force field. And he's just basically saying it's going to happen. Um, So that's, that's really all they're talking about. Like you said, Sam, it's just exposition this entire week of explaining the plan. But... I think what we all agree on is that there's a more energetic way to do it. And, and even though it's trying to be cool and serious, 
you can still be energetic without losing the cool factor. It's just, it takes a little bit better direction on what this cast and what this set is doing and what you can do with the set, I think is, is what we're saying. There's a lot of potential here that's not being used. And instead this CGI hologram is doing all the work of, of movement and stuff. Well, the other problem is that if, if you're going to be setting this up as a big Ocean's Eleven style scheme, I love give it. Give us a give us a sense of what's supposed to happen when it goes correct, so that way we understand when it goes wrong. Because obviously, this plan's not going to work. That's how movies work. But like, you have to give us a sense of how it works when it works perfectly correctly, as opposed to just like a little blinking dot going into a bubble. That's what it is, though. That's the only thing we're given. And it's like, if you're going to do that, put more emphasis on that actual thing that you're showing me. Yeah, literally. That, that's, why, that's why I'm saying Ocean's Eleven, because they're the people who do it perfectly. of Like saying, here's the plan. Here's yeah. everything that's going to happen, and it's going to go exactly and right. And you see the full thing, and then mm-hmm. switch back to, no surprise, that was just, you know, foreshadowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, if you do it that way, and you set it up that way, and you're like, okay, great. All right, we know what to expect. And then literally you can get to the first thing and like the gate that was supposed to be open isn't. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no. Yeah, there is. Um, it's Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven has existed. You got to go with heist rules at this point. Yeah, you're doing a heist. <laughs> it is. It you're, is. Break, you're breaking into the place to get to the, the to get to the safe. That's what they're doing. There's, yeah. There's, uh, yeah, I think this is like what our second heist in this movie that, they, that they're trying to do. Um, but A heist movie should have multiple heists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh there there's a lot happening with this hologram that i think we only notice because it's a movies by minute podcast and we're looking at this minute over and over again um and also for those who have seen the movie already they then are able to connect the dot here but uh, if you're watching this movie for the first time there's no way anyone is catching the fine detail of this plan which is in the hologram uh, again if you're i guess like me who's like looking at ben affleck in a batman suit like you're just drawn to the attention of like these characters. You're seeing right. Wonder Woman, you're seeing Cyborg, you're seeing Aquaman, you're seeing this Justice League here. But there's a lot here that wants to grab your attention, but what needs the attention, which is the plan here, it's like what is this circle that's happening around the map? And for us we know it's the Flash, but there's nothing there's no attention to it that's like no this is this is the Flash. Like what he, what this thing around the do- defensive dome is is the flash and he's running into the mother box like why what is that what, what? It, it, i didn't get that until this moment yeah i mean oh yeah i i did but even still it's it's a failure in that it's, it's telling not showing that's a problem <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> it and it's telling twice because it's mm-hmm. it's batman actually verbalizing what's happening and then flash chiming in with this little joke but then you're also like t- telling the the very crude n- no legend map that we're showing you know yeah how do i know how big what, what like is an inch a mile is an inch half a mile <laughs> like really at the end of the day i don't know what the topography uh specifications are does is is darker more toward the ground or is it higher up how are we printing this out? Or do we have to go down to the geology department and pay $20 for the, the four by four sheet of paper? Because we will do that and we'll make sure this book report goes perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't get this A, guys, I don't know what, what my GPA is going to look exactly. like. Exactly. My grade's on the line with this one. This is 70%. And then someone's going to show up at the end not having done any work and try to get all the credit 
Superman. Well, it is a group presentation, isn't it? Let's just make, let's just do that. Turn all your Justice League stories into just group presentations with, you know, Mm -hmm. and then then it'll work. I mean, that is the nice thing about being in a group presentation with Bruce. You know he's going to do all the work and you're just like, okay, great. (laughs) Sign my name at the top. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's also, um, okay, so this shot right here, cyborg, hologram, mother boxes, they're, they're changing. What I talked about, like, we can start with that, but then get rid of it. There's a shot there with Steppenwolf and with his arms out and, and kind of praising this unity about to happen. I think there could also have been a really good shot change there that connects it more quickly is just having Steppenwolf do that with the mother boxes. And then as that f- cuts away, you then cut and parallel to Cyborg doing the same thing as he sees these mother boxes. So you have that, and then it cuts immediately to Cyborg, and it would just blend it together because he is of, you know, the apocalypse in technology now. And it's like we can we can eliminate so much if we just and make this film shorter a little bit if we just cut right to that and then then go and explain your plan, but also explain it in a way that connects what you're saying to what's being shown on the map, which is the other thing I wanted to talk about with flash running around in that circle is that flash is running around in that circle and connecting to that mother box but in this scene in this minute specifically in this minute he they're saying and how is he exactly going to do that when it's already happened on the hologram that needs to be in tandem with what's being explained I think he's going to eat a a chili dog and then he's going to go fast you're talking about Sonic it's the wrong character well, maybe it should have been Sonic. Fine. Okay, he's gonna tie his sneakers. <laughs> he's gonna Sonic. get his gold rings, and he and, and, and that if he gets his gold rings, he can take one hit. But then he better pick one of them up, otherwise he can't take another hit. And God forbid he gets put somewhere underwater because he's gonna have to find some bubbles. So now there needs to be an edit for when he does get hit in this movie that all those rings just pop out. <laughs> the fact that people haven't done that, yeah. Is a mistake. No, because yeah. it's a very serious movie, Sam. You cannot have fun with it. <laughs> it look, <laughs> the fact that they, ha- I, I'm a, I'm a different kind of uh, uh, creator. But like the fact that Steppenwolf <laughs> is standing there with the big uh, mother boxes all whooping together. If it was me, I would then show Barry zooming in, whoop, running it away and giving it to Cyborg, and then Batman goes, "So that's the plan." And you're like, "Great, sounds like a good plan." It's like. But then you get there and it, it's a, it's all different. It's like, oh, this is different and more complicated. He wasn't just standing there looking at his boxes. He actually was doing something. Yeah. That would actually, yeah, that would actually be pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. And you... first of all, these movies have golden rings. They're called uh, boom tubes. Ah. That's all I got. Yeah. Although, if anyone has golden rings, it's the Flash. He literally has rings. That's what he keeps his costume in. Yeah. And it, yeah, there's... Um, <laughs> it writes itself. And you're Come and on, you're guys. writing it already into the corner that it's supposed to be in. Exactly. This is <laughs> <laughs> just this is... give me a big old sound clip of the spring. Like, come on. <laughs> it's cyborg. He's a robot. There's no way he doesn't have a spring installed in there, Inspector Gadget style. All say, he has to do is, is go go cyborg spring, and then Barry jumps on his back. Yep. And there he goes. He's in the air. And that's dun, how you make the flash dun, dun, fly. Dun, dun, dun. And now, and now bum, we're adding bum, flight bum, to flash. Ba-na, ba-na, ba-na. That's, that's Sonic. 
Sonic 2, sorry. Heck yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So yeah, overall, I think we agree there's, there, there could be a more energetic way of, of spinning this. What we need to do is give exposition to the audience about this uh, third act that's going to be highly explosive and all this other stuff. What kind of tiny animal do you think is trapped inside Steppenwolf powering him? Oh, you know, um, that tiny alien from Men in Black. Ugh. Ooh, I mean, maybe. I was going to say thinking, woodpecker. I, I, I was thinking quail. Oh, yeah. Like so, a tiny bird? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was like Sonic, you know, the Eggman's got all those little animals inside the thing, and you that's why save that's them. why Sonic's got to save them. He breaks the robots, and the robots have like little animals trapped oh, inside, and that's kind of what's powering the robot. Oh, what a time! Oh, I missed that part of Sonic. <laughs> no, I just thought about my Chow Garden. <laughs> oh, dumb man. So like, I like make sure one... to water those children. <laughs> I liked one thing on Instagram that was like a Sonic meme, and it had to do with like a Chow a chow garden thing and i was like oh i love that that was fun i liked it now the entire feed is a bunch of like chow garden <laughs> memes and i'm like what where did this group of people exist where did you come from and why are you making whole meme accounts based off of the chow gardens what and why aren't i making them based on my, off of my chow garden <laughs> yeah these are the questions yeah. these are the questions and so we'll leave i it- took that little cartridge out of that out of that controller and you know brought it all around like a dang tamagotchi with those things yeah that was serious gaming all right we fixed this minute yeah so i think it's a good one to, to to end on we'll leave that uh to the listeners to continue that conversation let us know on the discord what kind of tiny animal do you think is trapped inside <laughs> steppenwolf powering him perfectly said perfectly said All right, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEUMinute. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.